Bibles, turn with me to Isaiah, the 35th chapter, if you would. Let's all stand as we honor God's Word. Isaiah, the 35th chapter. (coughs) We're only going to use one verse (coughs) from this chapter, (coughs) and that's verse 4. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with Vengeance, even God will. God with a recompense, He will come and save save you. (coughs) Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. (coughs) Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you for taking care of us, Lord. Pray you'll give me the strength I need to preach this message this morning. (coughs) Lord, take this cough away from me and and uh, (coughs) let me have a be able to speak clearly. Thank you for everything, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. The title of my message today is The Promise for Help. We're going to be talking about some of God's promises throughout the Old Testament that for the next two or three weeks. But today we want to talk about the promise for help. If, if we ever need it, he's always there. If we ever need it, then you need to call upon him. If you ever need his help in, in anything, I tell you, he'll he'll come and he'll comfort you. You know, you may you may not see a a vast difference in things, but but you'll find a vast difference in yourself. God promises to strengthen the weak knee, weak hands, confirm the weak knees, establish the faint-hearted by the declaration of His sure and imminent coming to wreak to wreak vintage. I'm sorry. Um, to wreak uh, vengeance. Upon the wicked world. He's promised all that. He promised that he's going to someday. You know, if this wicked world is bothering you right now, someday he's going to take it all away. And, and it is. I tell you, I, I, I get sick and tired of even turning the TV on anymore. Because of what's what's being said and, and some of the things that's just completely messed up. It's just all messed up, and uh, but he's promised to straighten it out. He's promised to straighten it out someday. We um, we may be overcome by uh, a lot of things in this world, but there's one thing for sure: he's going to take care of everything. In other words, he watches over those who are his with a divine eye. He keeps his eye. He keeps his eyes upon his children. He keeps them there. He watches over them, takes care of them. And, and I was told, I, I forgot to mention it, but I was told that Brother Beggerman's oldest son uh, was saved yesterday after his funeral. Is that right, Joseph? His oldest son? Wayne's son. Oh, okay, well, Wayne, Wayne's son then. Well, I know one of them said they were saved. Somebody was saved after the service yesterday and so uh, 
we think we're thankful for that. This promise that we're talking about this morning is not just for the Old Testament saints. It is also for the New Testament saints. When not a saint I'm going to preach from the Old Testament is not good for the New Testament saints. He's promised that. He's promised the hell. He told them, the great apostles, Paul states to the saints at the Thessalonian church, he says, and to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He promised uh, the Thessalonians that. That promise comes all the way down to us. We have the same promise, the same promise that uh, he is he's going to, he's watching over us. He also, he also speaks for the oppressed, those that are oppressed. <clears throat> How many, any, any of you feel like you're oppressed? I don't think you are. I don't think any of us are oppressed today, but I want to tell you, folks, they are in, in certain places in the world. And uh, I, I saw the other day where, or matter of fact, this morning, I saw on the news this morning where some of the bodies of those that were professed to be Christians in Ukraine were just left on the, just left on the ground. And they didn't show none of the bodies, but they fogged them out to where you couldn't see them. But they went all over the city up there, that the capital, and they they, they showed these bodies of these folks uh, on, that were just left on the ground. And, and they said that they were Christian people who uh, was, of course, uh, the Russians don't care anything about them because they're a bunch of heathens themselves. They don't care anything about them. And, uh, and it's sad to say, a lot of those non-Christians didn't care anything about them either, but uh, they just they were just left there. So he speaks for the oppressed. How many of us feel that we are oppressed today? I don't think any of us are in any way, shape, or form. We're, I'm not saying that we're not going to be before long because I tell you, uh, I, uh, it's no telling, and I, I don't mean to be bringing this up in a way that uh, that will, that I that I don't feel like the Lord's going to take care of it. But I won't bring it up this way, you know. We're, we're not going to be able to afford to put gas in our vehicles before long. Some people aren't. You know, going to be afford, going to be able to afford to do it. Because I tell you, my my truck out there went from fifty some dollars almost a hundred. It cost almost a hundred dollars now to fill my truck up. I think it was ninety about ninety one ninety two dollars the other day to completely fill it up. And uh, I, I burn out a tank of gas about every two weeks. Just all I drive it for is back and forth to church here, and uh, not very, very little more than that. But uh, you know, we, we're, we're going to be oppressed in a lot of ways. There's going to be. Uh, they were talking about uh, one of the uh, economists said that said that inflation is is going to double before too long. Sometime toward, sometime toward the end of this year, inflation is going to double. 
and uh, some of, some people don't even know what inflation is. <coughs> inflation is when things just go up and up and up, and they just keep going up, and uh, because they've got to, well, they can't. Um, I just I just saw the other day Joseph and Michael and I don't know if Michael's here or not, but uh, I know they're truck drivers. And uh, I saw here the other day where they're still looking for close to sixty thousand truck drivers. They're not going to have anybody to haul the stuff back and forth. So when we when we talk about things, you know, when it gets down to where we can't find food, that's going to get terrible. It's going to get terrible. Is and uh, God's promise take care of that though. I, that's only that's only hope I have. And this and all of it is that God has promised to take care of all of that. And I believe it. I believe He has. <clears throat> there's there's there may not be many cases here of the oppressed here in the United States, but it is very prevalent in many foreign nations such as Africa and many others. Did you know that uh, I saw here sometime, <coughs> sometime back, probably a long time ago, <coughs> I saw where there's over a million Christians that died at the hands of others in, in places like Africa and some of those nations. Now, Brother Daniel Pearson may be able to tell us more about that when he gets here. But Brother Daniel Pearson is a pastor. He has a church. And that's the last I've heard. Now, I don't know. I may not know all about this. But he has a church in Africa that he can't get back to now. He left, He came to Africa, came to America. Now he can't get back. And he may, he'll probably tell us more about it when he gets here. But um, some, some said that... Uh, uh, saying that he had a church of close to close to uh, 5,000 people and uh, but he can't get back to them at this time so he'll probably tell us more about that when he gets here in that so there, there's a lot of oppression in this country a lot of oppression in all over the world even today there's a lot of it the great apostle states to the Roman church he said dearly beloved avenge not yourselves but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will pray, saith the Lord. I'm sorry, I will repay, saith the Lord. In Romans 12 and verse 19, he says, Don't avenge yourself. He said, Vengeance is mine. He's going to take care of it. He's going to take care of it. He's going he's gonna to help when we need to help. He's going to be there. And uh, maybe we may we may think now that that's not so, but I, I do believe that he's going to be there when we need him. If, if, if I understand this correctly, God is saying he will take care of all who try and overtake his saints. I believe that's what he's talking about here. I think that's what he's referring to there in, in, in the book of Romans. He says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. Don't don't uh, get down and out because maybe you can't do what you uh, what you want to do. He says, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine; I will repay, saith the Lord. 
Nobody's going to get by with anything. Uh, I'm like old brother uh, out, out in western Kentucky up there. I can't remember his name. He, he, he's gone on to be with the Lord now. But old Wilbur Johnson, old brother Wilbur Johnson, he, uh, uh, he, he, he was always one that uh, he talked about uh, how the Lord's going to take care of his children. Uh, and and he, one of the things that one of the things that old brother Wilbur always said was, he said, uh, "Don't whip yourselves." He said, "Let God whip them for you. Don't don't whip yourselves because you can't do what you need to do and what you want to do." He said, uh, "Just trust the Lord and say the Lord will take care of you." He he was always he was just an old country preacher. He he only had I think about a fifth or sixth grade education. But boy, he could preach. I don't know how many have ever heard him preach, but he could preach. I tell you. <clears throat> so if I understand it correctly, this is this, that nothing's going to overtake his children here on this earth. Then he appeals for the sympathetic. He appeals for the sympathetic. Even today, there are those in Ukraine who claim to be Christians who are being slain by the thousands. Right today, right today, they're being slain by the thousands. It, it's, it's not good to be, to stand up and say, I'm a Christian today, especially in some of those places, because they, they're killing them like, like by the thousands. My heart goes out to any who are wronged, yet not of themselves, but by others. Don't fear, God is watching over all his children wherever they might be. He's watching over his children to fear nothing because he's going to take care of them. Don't worry about those who are oppressed. God says, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Read, turn with me to Psalms 149 if you would. I want to read something there from you for you this morning. Uh, in, in Psalms 149, <clears throat> Psalms 149, he says, Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of, of, of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people he will he will i'm sorry he will beautify the meek with salvation let the saints be joyful in glory let them sing aloud upon their beds let the high praises of god be in their mouth and a a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishment upon the upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, Dishonor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. That's, he's going to take care of us. He's going to take care of his children. There's just no doubt about that. He's going to take care of his children. He appeals, he appeals for the Jews. Blessed are those who bless Israel. You know, I'm going to tell you, folks, we, 
we've got the Christian people today who are who are against everything Israel's doing. You better not be against them. You better you better be you better be you better better listen to this verse of scripture here that says, "Bless blessed are those who bless Israel." Better you better bless those people. I tell you, it's a sad. It's sad. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know too much about anything that's going on. Uh, uh, look at, we don't look at Psalms 149. He appeals to the Jews. He appeals for those who bless the Almighty God. The psalmist states, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. Psalms 128, verse 1. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord and walketh in his ways. I, it's good to see this good number here today, I tell you. I know school's out. And I know some of you uh, uh, got, probably got places you want to go. But I'm, I'm thankful that you came to the Lord's house today. I'm thankful you're here. I'm thankful you came to the uh, Lord's house. I just have to apologize that I don't have the voice that I once had. And uh, and I'm about to lose the one I got right now. Um, I, I do have I do I did get some hope yesterday. I went down to McDonald's yesterday morning, and I drank coffee with a fella down there that I've known for several years. And uh, he said, "You got a cough, don't you?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "I had the same cough for one solid year." Now you'll say. Uh, what have I got to look forward to? I don't know if I live another year or not. But the fact is, he said I he said I had that cough for one solid year, and he said all of a sudden one day it just went away. He said he said the doctor told me I had bronchitis, and he said I had it in my chest, and he said it was one solid year. I said, well maybe I got something to look forward to. Well, mine's been about three months now, three straight months. And uh, <clears throat> so maybe I got something to look forward to. But God will always give you hope <coughs> when you think you're going to give up. He'll lead you to somebody that will say things like that and give you some hope. <coughs> so maybe, maybe it will get better. May God be with you all the way. All of it depends on whether you're, you're, you're one of his or not. <coughs> and I ask you today. Are you one of his? It's always good to hear about someone being saved at, at a meeting. I don't remember where it is or what it is. I've, I've, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody saved at a funeral. But I, I know there's people that have come to church because of a funeral and then eventually get saved. But, but for them to get saved at a funeral, I think that's a great blessing in itself. A <laughs> great blessing. I, I pray today that you are the Lord, excuse me, that, that you belong to him and, and all of this, him watching over you, taking care of you, being a being a, a something when you need help, being there, all depends on if you belong to him. He doesn't do that for the lost. I've said this several times over the years and, and some people don't think it's true. But I'm, I'm telling you, he does not deal with the lost. His, 
all of his dealing he has in the scripture is with the saved. All the dealing he has is with the saved. <coughs> the only time he deals with the lost is when he said, and said when there's something said in the scripture about how he's going to take care of those that don't belong to him. But, but he, his dealings today is with you and with me and with all of us that are saved. That's his dealings today. He deals with us. We preach to that end. We preach to that end. We, uh, I know it's easy for people to get up and preach a hellfire and damnation message. I know that's, that's easy to do. But, uh, but another thing is we've got to realize that we've got to realize that God watches over his children and he takes care of his children. Next week we'll be talking about another promise that he has given his children. And it's, it's also found in the book of Isaiah. Another promise. As a matter of fact, there's two or three more that he has promised his children that he's going to take care of them. And, and I hope we can see that and understand that. I tell you, if you've ever been sick for a while, you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll understand it. You'll understand what it means to have hope and have hope that you're going to eventually uh, possibly maybe get well uh, because... Uh, there's a lot of people. I know I had a brother that that died. He had a he had a bad heart, and uh, of course he was born with new with with um, uh, I can't remember what disease he had. He was born with polio. He was born with polio, and uh, and he had. And I remember hearing him in his bed, laying in the bed. I remember hearing my brother say, "God." Will you please take me? I'm tired of it. I'm tired of suffering. He couldn't last last four or five years of his life, last three or four years of his life. He died when he was 18. Last three or four years of his life, he was in a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. And I, I remember him him saying, uh, Brother um, Tucker, a preacher up in that area, came to see him one day and sat down and talked to him and and told him about the Lord. And I, I didn't know anything about it. I was just 10 years old. And, and I didn't know anything uh, about the Lord myself. But I know one thing. I remember him him saying, as a 10-year-old, I remember him saying, Lord, will you please take me? Will you please take me? Because I'm, I, I, I can't suffer no more. So I tell you, folks, it's a terrible thing. But God said, I'll be, I'll, I'll be there in time of hell. And I look for him. I look for him. I still, I still look for him to take my hand. And some night when I stick it up there, I look for him to take my hand. And, uh, and uh, I do. I pray the Lord will see fit. We're going to sing a song to close out our service today.